Read and hear more about important news and policy issues at ncpolicywatch.com. This is News and Views. Welcome back to News and Views. I'm Rob Schofield. A new and special investigation by my colleague NC Policy Watch environmental investigative reporter Lisa Sorg tells the remarkable and at times mind-boggling story of an abandoned missile factory in the Alamance County city of Burlington that continues to emit toxic chemicals into an adjacent neighborhood and serve as a dangerous all-purpose public nuisance years after it closed. What's more, as Sorg reports, despite the long-standing involvement of federal and state officials, the prospects for stopping the emissions and cleaning up the site, much less converting it to a safe and useful space, remain stalled under mountains of red tape and neglect. Well, Lisa Sorg, welcome back to News and Views. Good to have you back with us. Thanks a lot, Rob. Your new story is a remarkable one, and it's a must-read for anyone in North Carolina or around the country, indeed. It's a special two-part series. It's a clear and present danger. A former Army missile plant has polluted a Black and Latino neighborhood in Burlington for more than 30 years. Tell us about this story. How did it come about? How did you find out about this remarkable site that uh, sadly still exists in one of our important cities in North Carolina? Well, I was driving around Burlington one day. Part of my job entails exploring sometimes, just doing reconnaissance. And I was driving down Church Street and I looked in the distance and I saw this huge, massive, well, it's a monstrosity on the skyline. And I thought, well, what is that? Is that an old mill? I had no idea. So I went home and I looked it up on the state's environmental website and lo and behold, it said Tar Heel Army Missile Plant. And I thought, what is that? It's an old Cold War era plant. It was originally a rayon factory in the 20s. Then Western Electric was a government contractor, made very sophisticated guidance systems, top secret work for the military, therefore Nike missiles back when we thought the Russians were going to bomb all of our cities. And what happened was that work required a lot of hazardous chemicals to be used. And this was in a time before there were really any environmental regulations whatsoever. So they were poured down sewer drains. They were disposed of in whatever way that people did back then. There was asbestos, lead, radioactive materials, solvents, all manner, dozens of chemicals that we now know cause cancer that were released into the environment. And most recently, it's been some solvents that have been discovered within the last 30 years that have polluted the groundwater below the plant. And now it's gone underneath the neighborhood. And you say a neighborhood, obviously, this isn't a a facility that's out in the middle of nowhere. This is literally in a city, in a neighborhood with people not living hundreds of yards away, but literally right next door. Right. This is One to two blocks off Church Street. This is two miles from downtown Burlington. There are about 30-some homes immediately near the site. And for the houses that are on Hilton Road, their backyard is literally 30 to 40 feet from the plant itself. You would go out in your yard and you would look up and there's the plant. And Building 16 in particular, this is three stories tall. These aren't low-slung buildings. And there are secret tunnels beneath this plant that have flooded. And now they're in, you know, flooding the basements. And when it rains very heavily, sometimes the water comes off of the plant and floods people's yards. You know, who knows what's in that water? A neighborhood stream, which feeds the Hall River, has been contaminated. There are concerns about air contamination. And the Army is responsible for cleaning up what's ever below ground, all that contaminated groundwater. But there are 
private owners that are responsible for above ground. So taking the lead paint off of the buildings or removing the asbestos or whatever. But even those private owners have at best been indifferent and at worst negligent. It's gone through different owners at various times. We've got the federal EPA, we've had state environmental regulators, the U.S. Army, private contractors, but it seems like everybody keeps passing the buck. Eventually, nobody's taken responsibility for it. And so it just sort of sits there, right? That's right. There have been years that have gone by, decades, where nothing meaningful has happened. There was a groundwater treatment system that the Army had installed. It was shut down in 2013. That's eight years ago. Nothing has happened for eight years. The other thing is that the Army has now a new plan that they're you know, passing by the state, the EPA has nothing to do with this plan. It's all being overseen by the state and it'll be at decades more. And meanwhile, the private owners have allowed hazardous waste to spill inside the plant barrels from 2004 with petroleum in it that have just, you know, tipped over. There are people living inside this plant because it's not been secured. So you have people who are unhoused who, you know, they have 22 acres of buildings to themselves. And you can understand why that would be, you know, shelter for them. But there have been fires there where people have tried to stay warm or cook or whatever. And, you know, with petroleum nearby. I mean, this is this is a tragedy. It's amazing that it's not even worse than it is in terms of if there were to be a fire, that entire block would be gone. We're talking with NC Policy Watch environmental investigative reporter Lisa Sorg about her new special two-part series, which uh, details the remarkable story of a abandoned missile plant in Burlington, North Carolina. Lisa, tell us about the neighborhood that surrounds it. I gather this probably isn't a high-end neighborhood that uh, the folks who are living immediately adjacent to this toxic site. No. In fact, this was workforce housing back in the day. Western Electric was the the military contractor, and they had a lot of houses built in the 40s and 50s so that workers could go there, you know, live there and then go right to work. And I looked up old city directories, which you can still find online to find out that, you know, half the people who lived in this neighborhood back in the day in the 50s worked at Western Electric. But over time, as prosperity has moved to West Burlington, East Burlington has been neglected. This neighborhood is largely Black and Latino, few indigenous people as well, very low income. These are original houses from Western Electric homeowners or renters, and they're duplexes, 1,100 square feet divided by two. You have families living in 600 square feet. And they have the unfortunate situation of living next to this terrible pollution. And it's a lot, a lot of people rent there. There's not a lot of knowledge about what that plan is. They see it. They thought it was an old hospital. Some folks, they have no idea. No one's ever told them what's there. And yet the toxics continue to flow. We, you talk to one individual whose backyard gets spongy with overflow from the plant every time it rains. There have been some efforts, but local city officials are not uh, completely resting on their laurels. There have been attempts to do, there could have been some creative plans that have been, that have been come up with to try to rehab the place and turn it into some sort of a useful site, but they never get anywhere. And at present, it's owned by a private sort of absentee owner who seems to just be sort of sitting on it. 
That's correct. And that owner had tried to enroll it in something called a Brownfields program. There are a lot of Brownfields properties in North Carolina. It's a very popular federal and state program where if you have contaminated property, but you make certain agreements with the state and you, you avoid liability and you can get financing better that way more easily. Well, he tried to get it in the Brownfields program, but was denied because of his negligence regarding the hazardous waste that he allowed to leak. And also he has a criminal record of defrauding the federal government in the Medicaid and Medicare program. So the state denied his application. So that's put the site in limbo because in Charlotte, there is a very similar area, the Charlotte Army Missile Plant. It's now a destination, but that's because it went into the Brownfields program. And there was a developer that had the the wherewithal to actually pursue a true cleanup. Who's going to have to take the initiative at some point? Is someone going to force this private landowner to act? Is there anything that public officials can do? Can public pressure be applied to make some sort of a difference in this in this neglected site? Well, I think, first of all, the Army needs to step up. Somebody needs to pressure the Army to do what they are legally required to do. This is not just a good idea. They are legally required to clean up the site. I mean, it's very hard to remove this stuff, but at least that that would stem the tide. In terms of the private ownership, the mayor of Burlington told me in a very diplomatic way that the current owner presents challenges. So how to wrestle that property away from him, how do you do that? Yeah, I mean, it seems at some point it's effectively a public nuisance. We have a piece of a real estate of property that real property that is affecting the neighbors. You've described some of the remarkable scenes in the neighborhood of flooding streets and clearly toxic chemicals. Indeed, I, I believe there were some parts in the story in which you talk about high readings of of toxic chemicals showing up in nearby streams. And yes, that yes, that's the neighborhood stream that there's no fence around it. I walked into the stream on rocks didn't go into the water. People have been down there spray painting graffiti. I think that would have to be the city's next step. And we talked about that a little, the the mayor and the city manager and the economic developer and I about what is the recourse for the city. And it would have to be some kind of condemnation. That would be a last resort. I think they'd rather see if something more positive can happen because, you know, condemnation, what does that mean? Who's responsible for the demolition? It's just so complicated, and you have to wonder if this neighborhood were more affluent or had a different racial makeup, if this would have at least had some progress. The story is clear in present danger. It describes a former Army missile plant in Burlington, North Carolina, that has polluted a Black and Latino neighborhood nearby. It's a special two-part series that debuted on NC Policy Watch this past week on September 8th and September 9th. We really uh, urge you all to check it out. Uh, Lisa, we hope that uh, your reporting will lead to action at some point by either federal, state, city officials to uh, tackle this problem. Uh, We know that this is probably not the only site like it may be unique in many respects, but we have a lot of neglected sites in North Carolina in which hazardous waste, unfortunately, continues to just sit there. So uh, hopefully this will be a model for officials going forward to make a difference and tackle this uh, really uh, outrageous situation. Right. It is outrageous, Rob. It's it kept me up at night for the last five months. It really there were times when it just was gutting to think about what those folks have to live next to.
Again, thank you so much for bringing it to the attention of so many people in our state, and we will look forward to some action uh, resulting in in the coming weeks and months. Thank you, Rob. Coming up next, a pair of anti-hunger advocates remind us that even as the economy rebounds, the need for food assistance in our community remains acute. Stay with us.